The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Lost my church, lost my ministry, lost my family. Uh, my wife left, and she should have left 15 years before that. Uh, but God began to work. Comedian Shonda Pierce and her brother, Dr. Mike Courtney, describe how God is using their personal struggles to help hurting people. But then they also get this encouragement of going, your story of the way the Lord freed you is what's going to change your congregation. Next. Welcome to Life Today. I'm James Robinson. Betty and I are thrilled to have you. We're still smiling. Shonda Pierce is our guest. <laughs> and if you haven't watched her, uh, you, you just owe it to yourself to go online, lifetoday.org, and just back up a day. Not right now while we're doing this show. Wait a minute. But just listen to her. She's absolutely crazy. And her brother is a, a psychiatrist. He had to, he had to, he had to become... <laughs> He, she had to have someone travel with her, so he became a psychiatrist. Now, really, this is an incredible story. They've uh, written a book called uh, Laugh Lines, Lessons About Holding On and Letting Go. Uh, it's, it's an incredible ministry, really, that God actually gave them together, and we here at Life have tried to encourage them in it. It's a, it's a counseling ministry for church people and many church leaders, pastors and their families who've been defeated and it's been remarkable. I want you to uh, welcome Dr. Mike Courtney and uh, Shonda Pierce to life today. Mike and Shonda. Thank you. Uh, Mike, I want, I want to talk to you, and we'll see if Shonda will behave long enough. <laughs> I'll be surprised. You're not going to let me say one stinking word. Yeah, well, just... Just, just, just sit there. <laughs> I want you, really, because your story, your own personal journey... Uh, is what led you to want to help people through their mm -hmm. journey. So just, just tell our viewing audience about what you'd like to share in your own journey, but also what you're doing now and what Shonda has uh, excitedly mm -hmm. participated in doing and what we at Life Outreach have tried yeah, to do. Yeah, you've been a great part of it. Uh, I pastored for uh, almost 25 years, uh, James, and God gave us a wonderful ministry, my wife and I. Uh, during most of that time, probably because of family of origin issues and lots of other things, I struggled with some personal addictions, uh, succumbed to that, and uh, was unfaithful in my marriage, lost my church, lost my ministry, lost my family. Uh, my wife left, and she should have left 15 years before that. Uh, but God began to work. Uh, I found a counseling center in Phoenix, Arizona, and went there for an extended period of time. And two things happened. I tell people all the time, first, I was healed. I think God absolutely came and miraculously did something in my life. The second thing is I really became aware of the process of, of being healed and what it takes to stay uh, clean and sober for the rest of your life. Um, God restored our marriage. Doris and I were separated for almost a year. We About two months into it, we knew we were going to be okay, but we knew I had a lot of work to do. And so we were separated for almost a year, and, uh, and then God brought us back together. Uh, we've been married 37 years now, and he's just done a wonderful thing in our Great. lives. It's just Thank God, thing. because that is a miracle. Yes, it is. It yeah. so seldom happens. <laughs> well, 
and then you became a part of the story. Yes. I don't know if you even knew that you were a part of the story, but uh, I remember getting a phone call about three years into our recovery, and, uh, and, and one of your staff members said, that James wants you to write a book. And I said, sure, and uh, <laughs> hung up the phone and wondered who I was talking to. Uh, and a couple of months later, I got a phone call, and she said, James wants to know how that book come, is coming along. And that happened two or three times until finally I said, I think I'm going to have to write a book. I think he's really serious about this. Wrote a book called Failure and How I Achieved It, and it was it was Failure and How I Achieved It. It was it was received well. I think it resonated with a lot of people who felt like that their their ministry was over, that uh, that their reputation was ruined, and out of that we began to get phone calls from from people all across the country, but especially from clergy families who asked. Um, how they could find help, who they could talk to. They began to come to us and talk to us. And finally the time came where we felt like that um, God was leading us to develop a counseling center. Uh, Shonda and I found a, a place yeah. and uh, rented a building, put up a shingle and <laughs> thought that was about it. And it probably would have been about it, uh, <laughs> except a few months later, uh, Life Today and James and Betty made a, a miraculous investment in that little fledgling ministry. And we would not be here today if it weren't for That's that. True. You all absolutely, and the, and the people that support life today, change the lives, not only of us and our staff, but I think of, of hundreds and maybe thousands of people down through the years. Today, we have five counseling centers. Uh, we see about 800 people a month. Uh, we deal with depression, anxiety, marital unfaithfulness, addiction recovery, grief recovery. Uh, we have one wing dedicated just to Shonda. We spend a lot of time just with her. Uh, so, uh, I have my own cell. I let myself in. <laughs> just like, what like was Otis. that? Otis, yeah, Otis, Otis so Mayberry. Yeah. I just go in and let myself in. Yeah. It's been a great story. Tell us the name of the, uh, not only the website, but the centers, but I want people to know how to find it, how to go. You have five. One of them is in Florida. Others, I think, are what, in Tennessee? In Tennessee, scattered across Tennessee. Branches Counseling Centers. Branches. Uh, our website is branchescounselingcenter.com, and you can find a location close to you. Uh, the main office is in Murfreesboro, and we have 12 staff members there. Uh, but uh, we, the, the vision was that we would be accessible, that no one would ever be turned away. And so for uh, eight years now, uh, people no call and they're away. not turned away because of financial reasons. Mm -hmm. And God has just uh, blessed us with the opportunity to help more and more people. I want to say, let me just say, insert a thank you, not only people here in the audience, but all of you at home. When, when someone thanks us, and it means a lot to us, I hope, I hope it means a lot to you when we thank you because you really are the ones that make possible the hopes and dreams of so many in ministry and so right. many missionaries. I mean, the missionaries I compliment as being the greatest witnesses. They said, no, no, no. The people that enable us to be here. Right. When they've, right. they've never even known us, but they see what God wants to do through us for people he loves. They're the greatest because they make it possible. Right. So thank you because you've made, made this possible. Shonda, you got to be kind of thrilled about what's going on with your brother. It, it is amazing to watch. You know, I, I went through a deep bout of depression about five or six years ago that just I thought was just the end all of my ministry. And I, I know that there are people that watch or listen or even in this studio audience tonight that think, wow, I didn't know people in ministry would have struggles of this or that and the other. But I always tell them, who do you think the devil's going to attack the most? Mm -hmm. And we have a wonderful farm that pastors come and stay. I, what I love is 
I just get to meet people a little bit. I am not at all professional uh, anything except to make them laugh. You know, the sweet thing I watch is they come into these things, what's it called, intensives. Mm -hmm. They come and they get a little break from their church and they, they check in and you watch the change in them in two week period of how the Lord takes hold of one, allowing them a safe place to unload. And some, th some of these things aren't major crises. Sometimes it's missionaries, kids that suddenly grew up in Ecuador and a parent says, okay, now it's time to go home. And they're going, but wait a minute, this is my home. And they just struggle with feeling integrating back into the America or integrating back into a culture or a different lifestyle. And sometimes you just need another body part of the body part of Christ mm -hmm. that's going to help you through those processes. The, I, I watched that happen. I watched addiction that has taken over a family who, who kind of gets kicked. You know, we are terrible about beating up our wounded mm -hmm. and, and they don't have a safe place to unload. And I, and I've seen the lives changed and it, it's a miraculous thing. When I went to rehab for my depression, it, I had to take out a second mortgage, and I am not kidding, a second mortgage on my home to pay for a 10-day period in a very wonderful counseling center. But I know of the thousands of people in the pastorate or just ordinary folks that could not afford to do something like that. So in order for us, you know, so to have a place that's, that they can manage economically and financially and yet find hope in healing. I, I, I'm crazy about it. I well, mean, I think it's, it's just so wonderful, wonderful what, you're, what you're doing for ministers and those in, yes. in, in, uh, that have had God's call on their life. And yet they feel like they've come to a point where they're just broken. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it's very hard for them to find someone right. that they can confide in, they can feel safe with, right. you know, to just unload. Yeah. Because so truth? many times we put expectations on someone like that, that they've got it all together all the time. That's a good point. Right. Well, we're, we're, they're battled just as much as the layperson is. Exactly. I mean, Absolutely. Things come at them just like we, we live in the same world, right. you know. And so I think it's beautiful what yeah. you're doing. Well, thank you, Betty. And one of the things that we have found that is important is that we are, we are part of the church, but we are not the church. And so that they can come and, and feel safe, uh, be anonymous. Uh, Murfreesboro is a wonderful little community, but it's a little community. And so they kind of slip in and slip out. Uh, I have a, a plaque on my wall that someone spoke over our ministry in those very early days. And he said, uh, you're to be a carpenter, to put a hammer and nail on your wall because people will come to you and you'll fix them and send them back out into ministry and no one will ever know that they were there. Wow. And, and that has been an important part of this. And we've, we've had a chance to just work with some of the most wonderful people in the world that God is not finished with. He still no, has a great plan and for their life. When a preacher fails, which we all do, I think you have a tendency to think, well, I'm finished or I ought to be. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> when really they ought to just be fixed. What are some of the challenges that, that, that say ministers and church people have that really seem to be big to them today that maybe they don't want to deal with or they're reluctant to deal with, but they need to know somebody loves them and will help them? Well, we obviously deal in a, in a sexually uh, driven culture. And so by far, especially when we're dealing with clergy families, is pornography addictions, uh, marital infidelity, uh, uh, sexual identity uh, crises. And so by far, that is it. Uh, we deal with a lot of uh, uh, chemical addictions, uh, a lot of shame-based uh, issues, depression, anxiety, 
panic that comes in a, mar in a, a marriage and in a ministry because a minister feels like I should know more than this. I should be doing better than this. I should have a better understanding of this. But so then they don't, don't you think they don't want to talk about it because they don't, they think they're done in if they talk yeah. about yes. it. Yes, absolutely. many times they have been done in yeah. trying to find Well, yeah. is one of the steps that you find necessary is for them to come, come feeling that they have a safe place and they go ahead and talk to you about it? Or do normally they get pushed to the wall over the cliff, so to speak, or they get caught in some misdeed or they get accused or somebody wants to throw them out and then they end up there? Uh, is that how a lot of them get there? Or are they coming because they finally think, you know, I just, I know I won't help, so I need to go ahead and risk getting it? Mm -hmm. You know, the wonderful thing that happens in ministry is, it, is that God begins to multiply it. In the early days, quite honestly, it was mainly because they were caught mm -hmm. and there was no place else to go. But they have begun to go home and tell that story to, to their friends and to their peers and Somebody to found church. love. Is what the, I exactly. bet they tell they found love. Absolutely. Even, if, even yeah. as they're saying help. That's what I would think they would Absolutely. say. Absolutely. And now more and more we're seeing people who come long before that. And in fact, long before the major crisis happens, when they just feel this beginning to move in the wrong direction. And so we are, we're just, we're able to see people come and have ministry restored um, much more quickly and much more efficiently and to go back. And I think not only to go back into ministry, but go back to ministry in a whole different level to minister to people in a way that they never could have had they not been broken. I think people, uh, I think people uh, accumulate or, or they get the tools to one, survive their life and to go through this crisis, but then they also get this encouragement of going, your story of the way the Lord freed you is what's going to change your congregation. Mm -hmm. And they go back and share that. And then what happens in the telling of our story is some that resonates with someone in the congregation or with another pastor. And they says, man, I am headed down that path if I'm not careful. I better go get some help. I better go talk to somebody about this now before it's too late. And so it's begin this big snowball effect, which is wonderful. It's, a, it's the best snowball you can find is in telling your story. And isn't that just the way that Jesus did it? Mm -hmm. he, he would heal someone or, or, or find someone in their brokenness and then people would hear that story and it made multitudes want to come mm -hmm. and hang out with him because they heard what happened to that person or what good happened to that person and people wanted to be a part of that and wanted to see that. And I think, I pray so anyway, that my heart is that when the church world begins to see that recovery is a beautiful thing that the Lord can use mm -hmm. instead of being, instead of shoving it away or hiding it away, that it becomes a part of the church process mm -hmm. that, oh, if you want to go to a Sunday school class, if you want to go to the church library, or if you want to go down here to the recovery group for alcoholism or, or drug addiction, wouldn't it be wonderful if that's the safe place they can find these kinds of helps is in a church. And that only begins when one person in that church is set free to go, here's what the Lord delivered me from. Here's where I found help. I think it's really important. And, and you, you know, you've got the psychological training and, you know, and the counseling. I think that, that it's, it's real important that we recognize reality. There is a vast difference in weakness mm. and defeat and wickedness. Mm. Right. There are many people who are defeated by evil yeah. or by a habit or a tendency or an addiction that are weak, but they're not committed to it, to the defense of it. 
the evil that's in the world is committed to evil destroys. If you, if you want to discern spirits, mm. and we live in a spirit world, good mm -hmm. and evil, evil spirits, righteous, Holy Spirit influence. If you want to discern the spirit driving something, it's very, it's, there's really a simple key. The spirit of God is redemptive. Mm. Yes. The spirit of the enemy is not only deceptive, it is bent on destruction. Right. What you're seeing all over the world that you can't even imagine cutting children's heads off, mm. slitting women's throats and watching them bleed death, having children kill people while people watch, sending families the body parts of their family. This, this is evil, this, this horrible move. And it can be in the name of religion that you're committed right. to evil. But weakness, here's, here's the thing, that prodigal son, yes. would he have ever come home and would any other prodigal want to come home if all that quote, righteous good father who blessed that boy, who gave him those things he could enjoy, if all he did is scold him and beat him for being so wasteful and you hypocrite, you had a good family and just blessed him out, who would ever want to come home to the father? Mm -hmm. But when all that father wants to do is cover you, mm -hmm. cleanse you and free and help that if we have the father's heart as a church, right. we'll have the heart God gave you that yeah. you needed that father because you were prodigal. Mm -hmm. And Mike, I feel like you and Shonda with what you're doing with Branches, you're trying to help that. Mm -hmm. And I think God's mm -hmm. blessing you. In Thank that. you. Yeah. Thank Do you, you appreciate this couple? Do you appreciate what Mike's doing? <laughs> well, I want to say to you that I love both of you. I think I you're a beautiful, beautiful uh, brother and sister. <laughs> you know, I mean, is she not the craziest person you've <laughs> ever met? She is the craziest right? person I've ever met. All right, now and listen. he's known some crazy yeah, people. Yeah. I, say that, <laughs> I say that in the clinical scene. He's the craziest person. <laughs> All right. Now, you know, we, we so love sharing this time. You know, we feel honored that you would give us this time in your day with all you've got to do and all there is to watch. Thanks for watching Life Today. One thing you'll know, we want, as a result of you watching, you to experience life more fully, more meaningfully, but we want something else to happen. We want to release that river of God, His life, His love, His truth, His compassion. We want you to let it flow. Because that's why we're here on this earth. And Betty and I, we've been blessed. We've had challenges. We've had losses. We've had pain. We have joy unspeakable full of glory. Right. And we, we're part of that family, and you are. And we just challenge you to trust God, to love Him with all your heart, totally say, Jesus, I want you to have everything in my life. I give you me. You gave your life for me. I give my life to you. And really mean that in commitment. And then on Life Today, we ask you, to be a part of a miracle. We ask you to give life. Let me show you something here. This is a little doodle bug made by little children, school children in, 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 a, in a challenged state where they got some challenges in Colorado. They really do. Mm -hmm. These little children, they know the answer. You're going to see, if you want to see what Jesus looks like and you want to hear what he sounds like, oh, you, you're going to hear him through one little girl and you're going to know it right <laughs> off. I'm hearing Jesus. And you're going to see it in a whole bunch of kids. And then you're going to get to literally be the hands of Jesus. Mm. Watch closely. Got the kids in here, said this is what we're going to do. We're making doodle bugs. This is what they look like. This is the reason why, because there's children out there that don't have fresh, clean drinking water. If you made two doodle bugs, you will save one person. So if you sacrifice your lunchtime, and make two doodle bugs, you'll save one person. Yeah, and you can make them different colors. That's the fun 
this thing. It's not all the same. See these ones? This one is all like pink, yellow, and green, and I don't even know how much colors this one is. That made me happy that it's not just us involved in this project. Other people in our school want to help people in need of fresh water. I made this Broncos doodle bug pretty well done, and I made this one pretty fast. Knowing that I help people and that it's fun for me to do, and at recess I usually don't do anything, just walk around and talk to people, I thought, why not um, use my time for a good meaning? Every five minutes a kid dies, and I thought saving a kid's life was a lot better than playing on the swing. We're making doodle bugs for Water for Life. It makes me feel happy because I'm actually saving people's lives. They have nasty, dirty water, like mud water, that can make you very sick to where you can go to a hospital. I learned that it was sacrificing and nice and kind and generous and all that kind of stuff. And it made, and the second I heard about this, I wanted to do it right off the bat. I didn't just want it to go every Friday. I wanted it to be every day. People need clean water, and it's not good to not have clean water. Wow, did you not get blessed with what yeah. you just saw? Can't say it any better. <laughs> I, uh, wow, if you want to know what Jesus sounds like, mm -hmm. like those children. <laughs> I, uh, uh, I just, I can't add anything to it, Betty. I just I mean, they, they said it all. They absolutely mm -hmm. did. And, and what so, a, so profound, so clear, yes. and so truthful. Yes. You know, yeah. Kids are very truthful. It's completely unjaded. They, They're so not <laughs> jaded. And they totally get the basic, the basic need going, wow, it's terrible to not have clean water. They, you know, we, we hear these advertisements or we watch these clips and we see all this and as adults we've become so jaded that we go well you know it's, it's really not, my dollar's not going to matter or I wonder how much of that's really going out there to, you know we've become so skeptic and here's kids that haven't gotten that way yet and they totally get it if our hearts could go back to live just like those, that's why Jesus said suffer the little children you know he, he come, yeah. come as a child all those things he related to, he wanted us to relate to him as little children. And they're the ones teaching us now. That was awesome. I think that you've heard it. And uh, I think all you need to know is, James, what do we do? Those little children are anxious to do it. And we want to participate. This whole studio audience was just electrified, captivated by the love in those little children. We are committed. And this is why we always try to tell you what we do, because we set the goal. We want to drill another 500 water wells where the missionaries have said the need is great here and we know there's water here. Bring the rigs, be at different levels, but the average cost, some are shallower, some are much deeper, the average is still $4,800 to drill a well. Bear in mind, people like you have already paid for all the drilling equipment, and now then we just need to go and take care of the cost to drill it there. So we have to move it around, drill, case it, get the pump, we're asking you to make a gift. $48, that gift will give basically 10 people water the rest of their life. My goodness. And 144 will give 30. The cost of the well is 4,800. You could give a well perhaps. 
Those children, that's what they targeted to do. They are successful. We can do it as couples, as individuals, as church groups. Sometimes businesses and, and companies do it, but individuals do it. Father, I pray everyone who can will in Jesus' name. And you may say, James, I can't give an entire will. I could give 1,200 or 2,400. Pray three people join with you, giving 1,200, or pray another person joins, give 24. Whatever you can do, we've got some gifts to give you. We've got the beautiful painting by Thomas Kincaid, Forest Chapel, for those of you who give a well or 1,200 or more toward the well. Other gifts to inspire and to bless you. Would you go online right now, lifetoday.org, use your bank card like a check, it's immediately there. We know we're able to tell the missionaries, I'm telling you, the people are going to do it. And it really enables us to get ahead of the game. If you want to call, use the phone, dial the number there on your screen, take your bank card, make the gift God puts on your heart. If you want to write a check and mail it, make the check to life. Thank you so much for doing it. Every day, millions of children are forced to make a dreadful choice. Drink filthy, polluted water filled with deadly disease or die from thirst. No child should ever be faced with this decision. The good news is there is a solution. Mission Water for Life is one of the most exciting and viable demonstrations of God's love in the world today. Suffering can end because clean water changes everything. With your gift today, we can establish and drill 500 water wells for remote villages in over 12 different nations. Your gift of $24 will help provide clean water for five people. A gift of $48 will help provide for 10 people. $72 will impact 15 people. And $144 will help provide fresh, clean, disease-free water for 30 people for a lifetime. With your gift, you'll receive the brand new Free To Be Me 40-Day Devotional where Betty shares the challenges, victories, and insights God gave her while struggling through fear and insecurity. You'll also receive Betty's book, Free To Be Me. With your gift of $100 or more, you may request Life's Inspirational Coffee Mug Set featuring encouraging quotes and scripture to brighten your mornings for years to come. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,200 to help provide water for 250 people or a gift of $4,800 to help sponsor a complete well and request this beautifully framed canvas print of the Forest Chapel by the painter of light, Thomas Kincaid. Please call, write, or make your gift online today. I know, I know, you, you still thinking about those little kids. You have to be, these little, little bugs. <laughs> Well, you're going to make a lot of kids happy when you give them water. Mm. We want to send you Betty's uh, devotional book, 40 Days in the Word, what Betty has journaled and journeyed. And if you'd like to have uh, Dr. Courtney and Shonda Pierce, Laugh Lines, Lessons About Holding On and Letting Go. I think you'll really be blessed by it. Join Betty and me in saying thanks to uh, Dr. Courtney and all the Thank you. We love you too. Y'all are great. Love you there, great family here. <laughs> Thank all of you for being family and putting God's arms around a lot of people. Thank you.
be sure to visit stream.org, a rich and lively source for breaking news, analysis, and entertainment. Stream.org. Next week on Life Today, Duck Dynasty's Al Robertson and his wife Lisa share their struggle through a devastating affair 15 years into their marriage. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.